going down, man. It's your boy Mike, man, back in the building once again, bringing you real sports talk. This is episode five. I got Corey once again in the building with me. He trying to hold it down. Corey, man, go ahead and let people know what's been going on. Let people know what we're doing on this episode, bro. What's good, everybody? We back at it again, episode five. We're going to talk about college football for most of the episode. We're going to dig into a little NBA, not that much towards the end, man. We hope y'all, you know, listen and just tune in. Yeah, man, that's that's basically what this episode is going to be about. We're trying to move a little bit into football, man. The middle of July, we closed on football season with everybody been waiting on, man. I've been waiting for football season since the Alabama-Clemson game when Clemson smashed. Uh, man. See, I to hold off because I don't want Alabama fans all in my mentions like that. Uh, it was mm-hmm. we're gonna just say that Clemson won the title. We'll leave it at that. Uh, but hey, there you, there you yeah. go. Yeah, but college football around the corner, man. We both Gator fans, but I just love football. I, it doesn't matter what team I'm gonna try to watch as much as I can. Try to broaden my base to every conference. Uh, but since we talking about college football, first first question I got for you, man. Outside of Florida, what team are you looking forward to watching the most? To be honest, I would say Texas A&M. Okay, okay. Tell me, tell because, me why. Because you know they got a tough schedule, a very tough schedule. Okay. I mean, you playing two of the top teams in college football. Obviously, you know they got to play Alabama because they in the West. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you know they playing Clemson. Uh, they played Georgia too. Matter of fact, I mean they 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 got a. Tough schedule. I want to see, you know, how Kellen Meyer look with another year under Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher, and I just want to see really how the whole team look under Jimbo Fisher for another year because I feel like, you know, Kellen Meyer. I feel like he's a top five SEC quarterback. Okay, okay. I would I would I wouldn't say top three. I probably have him in like four or five. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue against it if he's not top five, but uh, I feel like he's top five. Um, he's the prototypical, you know, dual threat type quarterback. I feel like with Jimbo Fisher, he improved last year. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely like looking forward to watching them and you know how they come out this season. Because another thing. A lot of people want to see who's going to really challenge Alabama in the West. I mean, you got some experts. They want to say LSU, but every year nah, it's supposed nah, to be LSU. We, we good. And we, and we, and yeah, we, we, don't, we good we on that. that eight, eight straight yeah, years, we, we good on that. We good. Yeah, and we, and we, we not seen that. So I would say the next team in line would be Texas A&M. Yeah. They beat LSU last year. And uh, what they were like seven, seven overtime, seven OTs, man. Yeah, seven OTs. But however, LSU was supposed to win that game. Yeah, but they, they didn't. They were they were supposed to win it. We gonna we gonna say they they were favored yeah. to win it. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, but, yeah. I would say Texas. <laughs> I would I would say Texas A&M though. Okay. Uh, what about for for me? I I really want to I really want to go out west since nobody. 
seems to want to talk about the out-west schools because they don't believe anybody can really challenge for a spot in the playoff or anything like that. I really want to see what Washington is going to do. Um, mm. Chris Peterson, mm-hmm. once again, one of the most underrated coaches in college football. Um, they finally got somebody who I think can elevate them to that next level, quarterback Jacob Eason. Um, if he is able to stay healthy, he has the weapons. Uh, they did lose Miles Gaskin, but they have some weapons to, to come back on offense. Aaron Fuller, I believe, is their, the name for their receiver, who I really, really like. Um, and we know about the Washington defense. Their defense is always good. So if that defense can hold up in the Pac-12, um, having Jacob Eason, if he can show that he was worthy of being that top quarterback in his recruiting class, if he plays to that level, I believe Washington can take that step. The only team that I really think they would have a challenge with in the Pac-12 would be Oregon. Um, Stanford is always going to be that that type of team. You know they're going to try to run the ball, mm-hmm. go play action, but they always drop a couple games that they're not supposed to lose. Uh, so I'm not sure if they're going to be able to make a run. Um, USC, I have no idea what they're going to look like this year, so I can't trust them at all. Um, Oregon is bringing back so many weapons on offense, especially in the backfield. Justin Herbert, um, the running backs, they have a solid running back crew. Bringing in the transfer from Penn State, Jawan Johnson, to be their number one receiver. So um, they they have the offense. It's all going to hinge on Justin Herbert if he can become more accurate and show that he deserves to be a top five pick in next year's draft. Their defense is going to be much improved because they're older uh, and they brought some players back. So, mm-hmm. um, But Washington, I believe that's the test that they're going to have to get past. If they can get past that, I think they can make a run as long as Jacob Eason plays like he's supposed to play. Uh, that's that's probably the team that I want to watch the most. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Now, let me uh, let me ask you this question. Let's let's go. Let's go. Now, I'm ready. All right. Now, as far as Heisman candidates, give me your top five Heisman candidates. I probably already know who two is, so I'm gonna you know I'm assuming you're gonna say Lawrence and Tua. So, I'm I gonna, mean, I mean, you should know who you yeah. should know who at least three of them are. Three, three. You gonna say yeah. Hurt, Jalen Hurts? No, I actually wasn't really? going to say Jalen Hurts. I was going to say um, Trevor Lawrence was going to be one of them. Tua was definitely going to be one of them. And Travis Etienne was going to be the other one. That was my three. Hmm. No matter what, those okay. three are going to be in the race. I oh, think those three are head and shoulders above everybody else. Okay, um, okay so, so ex- exclude those three. Exclude those three. And give me, instead of five, give me, give me three. So outside of those three, give you three more. Three more. Uh, okay. Um, Justin Herbert is going to be one of them. I, I believe he will be one of them in that race. So I'll put him in there. Uh, the other two is is difficult because I could go so many different routes. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to throw Jalen Hurts in there. I'm just not sure how that, that offense is going to look because they lost so many offensive linemen. Uh, they lost, I think they lost four of their five starters, but he's able to run, so mm-hmm. that's going to help him out. But really, if I'm going to go with somebody from the Big 12, 
I'm gonna go with Sam Ellinger from Texas. Mm-hmm. He'll probably he'll probably be in there. I'll have him in there. Um, and the last one, I want I want to go outside the box on this one. That's that's the crazy thing. I want I want to go outside the box. Oh man, but I don't I don't want to. Nah, I'm not gonna go too far. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, I'm gonna keep it. Say it. I'm gonna keep it simple, say man. It, I'm gonna keep it. it, bro. This is real sports talk, son. Come on, it's real <laughs> sports talk. No, I, I wanted to go outside the box and go with somebody else from the SEC, but nah, I'm not doing that. Oh, because... oh, wait, 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 wait. Is it a quarterback? Yeah, it was a quarterback for. Not for who you think. I was gonna go to your. Your teammate you wanted to watch the most. You said his name already, Kelly. Mm, okay, all right. Okay. I wanted I wanted to go with him, but I'm I'm gonna go on the safe side. Be 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 a little bit of you know, be on the safe side. And I'm gonna go with Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. See, so that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's my three. Yeah, that's one of my guys. That's one of my guys. So outside of the first three that I said, Justin Herbert, Sam Ellinger, and Jonathan Taylor, that's my three. So go ahead and give me yours. My three. Is Hertz, Taylor, and I'm gonna do a different position. I'm gonna go wide receiver. Oh, okay. Jerry, Ju- With- Jerry Judy. Okay, okay. I th- I thought you was gonna go another route when you said wide receiver. Mm. I mean, everybody knows about Judy. I don't think he's gonna put up the same numbers. So he may not. He may not. But I'm going to because side. I think I think they have too many weapons. Everybody wants. Everybody needs the football. You I, got uh, you got Henry Ruggs, you got Jalen Waddle, and you got Devontae Smith all on the same team, all needing the football. So his numbers might be similar, but everybody else's numbers might go up as well. But that all depends on if they can keep Tua healthy. Because if Tua goes down. Alabama gonna be in trouble. I'm gonna just say that right that, now. That is true, but if if it's a receiver that I would go with, that's not Jerry Judy. I would go with Tyler Wallace from Oklahoma State. Exactly. That's that's who I was gonna go with if I had to pick one out of every every team in the country that that's gonna put up big numbers. I would go with him. I think he's probably the safest bet outside of one from Clemson, probably Justin Ross, um, but. I would probably go with Wallace from from OK State as my my pick. So you got yours, I got mine. I don't have any receivers on my list. It's mostly running backs and quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, college football is dominated by quarterbacks. Quarterback, so. Yeah, because I feel like it's hard for a receiver to win a Heisman. Like it's it's hard. It is. It's it like really super is. Hard. You would have to just dominate every single game, and you would have to hope that the voters would actually look at you and be like. Well, his quarterback didn't make him. He made his quarterback. He made, yeah, exactly. So that's, so that's the toughest. That's the toughest thing for me. That would be like, okay, Graham Harrell from Texas Tech threw for five thousand yards. Eighteen hundred of it went to Crabtree, but Crabtree had over twenty touchdowns. So mm-hmm. I would look to Crabtree and be like, okay, he was dominant. He should get the vote over Graham Harrell, something like that. That's what it would have to be for for a receiver to win the award. Now I will say they got some talented receivers in the country. I you can't deny that. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the quarterbacks that's throwing them the football, I mean, that's some that's some great quarterbacks. So it'll be tough for me to see a wide receiver winning the Heisman. I'm not gonna say it won't happen, but I don't see it happening this year. I think quarterback and running back is the dominant positions in college football this season.
Look, okay, well, who who you think is going to win the Heisman? I, I mean, I pretty much know who's going to be the favorite. Everybody knows who's going to be the favorite. Yeah, the, the favorite should automatically go to the guy from Clemson with the long hair. If you don't have him as your favorite, then I don't I don't think you're doing this right. Um, he, he should he should be the favorite. Sunshine, sunshine. <laughs> yeah, he. He should be the favorite. If he's not your favorite, then I don't think you. I don't think you watched yeah. college football last year. Yeah, you shouldn't be talking ball. If, if I, he, if I would have him. I would have him first, and he would be a heavy favorite on my list. Uh, Tua would probably be next, and after that, it will probably be a couple of the running backs: Clemson running back Travis Etienne, uh, Taylor from Wisconsin would probably be next, and then everybody else will fill in after that. But Trevor Lawrence is, yeah, he's he's ahead of everybody else on my list right now. If he doesn't win the Heisman, I will be shocked. That's I would me. be, I would be too, because like, man, coming off the the year he had in the championship, shit, the throws he can make, the man can make every throw. Like, it's not a throw he can't make. Yeah, if <laughs> if he if he don't win the Heisman, I would think that if I'm just somebody who never watches college football, but knows about the teams that played in the playoff and the championship game. If I don't even watch a game this year, if he doesn't win a Heisman, I would think that he got hurt or something. Yeah. Something happened to him. Yeah. But just watching those those last couple games, he was the best player on the field by far. It was him. Then I would probably say Jerry Judy as the second best one. And then after that, it would be one of the receivers, either one of the receivers from Clemson, I wanted a D lineman who not even there no more, but he was he was far and away the best player in the college football playoff easily. So if he doesn't win the Heisman, I I'd be shocked. I, yeah. I really would. I would too, man. I'm, an elite quarterback can really, really, really take you far. Like regardless of what the pieces around, like far as like on defense, because I don't think Clemson is going to be. They're not going to be as good as they were last year on defense. Yeah, they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle, but on offense they lit. Like I've said plenty of times, like everybody done said. That's why I feel like they they still should be the number one team just off the fact because of their offense. They got Lawrence. They got they got Ross. They got Etn. They got um, Higgins. I mean, shit. Yeah, they, that, they, that they, offense that offense is gonna put up numbers. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they broke every offensive record that that a team put up. I believe I believe it was it's either Oklahoma or Florida State that have the record for um most points per game, most points scored altogether, yeah. uh most uh total offense. If they don't get close to that, they something something had to happen or they must have lost a playmaker or two because the weapons that they have on offense, I don't see a team on that schedule that can stop them. They may have one or two of them that can slow it down a little bit, but as far as stopping that offense, I don't yeah, see nah, any, no, no, I don't nobody. see anybody on that schedule that can stop them. Now when they get to the playoff, then that that would be probably a different story. But just looking at their schedule, their first twelve games before even before the ACC championship, those first twelve games, it's nobody on their schedule that that should be able to stop that offense. It's nobody in the ACC 
that comes close. Like Clemson is like <laughs> they are already at the finish line, and everybody in the ACC, they shit, they ain't even, they ain't even nowhere near in sight. So it's like it's it's just yeah, point, think, it's pointless. It's if pointless. You, if you look at the ACC right now, Clemson is tier one. I don't even think you have a tier two team yet. I think it would go down to tier three because that's how much of a gap it is between those teams. Clemson would be tier one. Skip tier two. Nobody's tier two. I would start at tier three with maybe Syracuse and Virginia. Mm-hmm. Then tier four, I would have Boston College, Miami, and a couple other teams. But I don't think anybody is really close to Clemson to where it's going to be like, okay, they should have a game that should be within a touchdown. They should win every game by at least two touchdowns on that schedule. The only way I don't see them, like, you know, obviously running the table is if Lawrence get hurt. To me, even if he gets hurt, I think they have a backup that's capable of still leaving that offense and getting them at least to the the playoffs. I I don't know how they will fare without Lawrence in the playoffs, but – I think their backup quarterback is good enough, especially mm. with the weapons around him, to get them at least to the college <clears throat> football playoff. That's, who's, that's just me. Who, who's their backup? Is it uh, – what's his name? Uh, don't they got a, a freshman? His name, like, hard to, to say or some shit like that? I forgot his name. No, the one, the one you talking about, that's the one that's coming in next year. Uh, oh, he coming in next – oh, he's yeah, coming DJ. in with, with DJ. No, 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 not DJ. It's another one. Um – Damn, no, nah, I am talking about DJ. Yeah, DJ. Okay, he the one from he the one in, from okay. Cali. He coming in next year. Oh, he coming in next year. Okay. I think I think their their backup quarterback is still Bryce, the one that came in last year and won that uh won that game when Trevor got hurt. I think he's still there. Man, I know it's another dude. Um, his name like Chase Chasing. For Hamaka, something like that. Oh, he was a, he oh, was a Ty, Ty, Ty yeah. I know, I know yeah, who you're talking about. Like that. I think it might take him a little time, but he, he can step in and make plays if he needs to as well. Trust me. With all those weapons around him, it really don't matter who you put at quarterback. I mean, if you got Travis Etienne in the backfield, that offensive line, and six four receivers on the outside, yeah, yeah. you can win every jump ball. Yeah. And they I dig, yeah. I don't. Did I don't some, think it really matters who plays quarterback. I really they, don't. They did get some some good receiver recruits too. Yeah, so I don't. I don't think it matters who who's playing quarterback, as long as they can hit the open man and let Travis Etienne get the ball. I think. I think anybody can step. In. I can step in and play quarterback, and we'll win ten games at least. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just how good the players around him are. Oh man! All right, let me ask you this. Let me let me switch switch a little topic. Uh, Miami fan had wanted me, you know, to talk about the Florida offensive line. I'm gonna let you. <sighs> I'm gonna let you have that because you are well, guy. You you know you know you know your you know your X's and O's when it comes to offensive line. You know, I want you to talk about that. Being that we gonna have well, basically a whole new offensive line, so I want you to you know take the floor on that part. <sighs> Okay, okay. Uh, Being a a former O-lineman myself, um, looking at our O-line, yes, we do have – technically we only have one returning starter, 
and that's at center, Nick Buchanan. Um, but when healthy, you can pencil in Brett Hagee at left guard as another starter. So um, if he's healthy, which he looks like he is, doing backflips in a pool and everything, um, he looks like he's healthy. So. Man, I hope he stay healthy. I hope he well, stay healthy. If if he can stay healthy, that's another starter with some experience. So two of your starters will have experience. Um, the other three will be stepping into places that they're not used to. Um, right guard, there's been a lot of names thrown around. We had Noah Banks, um, Chris, I think his last name is Bleach, I believe, B-L-E-I-C-H, uh, just a couple of the names. Um, those two would probably fit in at right guard. Um, to be honest, anything is better. Anything is an upgrade from Tyler Jordan was last year. <laughs> he was the worst old lineman we had out there. I don't. The only reason he was playing was because Brad Heggie kept getting injured. So hopefully he can stay healthy. Um, I trust the guards more than I trust the the tackles, though. I will mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. Um, Stone Forsyth. He's used to playing right tackle. Now he's going to left tackle. I'm not. I'm not sold on it. I've been saying that. Um, I don't trust his feet that much. He has to get more physical in the run game. Um, but when he does lock his hands on on the defensive lineman, it's tough to get away from him. I will say that. But he has to get more physical. He has to get that mean streak, and he's going to have to be better in pass protection against speed rushers. He struggled a little bit. And that's exactly what Miami has in Jonathan Garvin and Trayvon Hill. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it's going to be a little bit of a test. Hopefully we can scheme around it, especially left tackle. You you blindside for Felipe. So you got to hold up your end of the bargain. Um, right tackle, um, we, we still got a little bit of battle going on right there. I would probably say it will be DeLance, Gene DeLance getting the starting nod. Uh, he played. He played a few games at Texas before he transferred. Um, he hasn't. He hasn't seen action in about a year, so um, that's going to be another struggle. Um, hoping he can hold up. Um, looking at his games when he was at Texas, his footwork was a little sloppy. Hopefully, uh, Hevesy fixed that up for him. Um, but right tackle is a little different from left tackle. You more. You more known as the the run blocking tackle. So hopefully in the run game, he can be steady up front. Uh, pass protection might be a little bit of a struggle with the, the slow feet, um, but we can scheme around that. Uh, quick passes, getting the ball out to our playmakers in space, um, quarterback draws, you can do all of that just to help your, your line until they get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, True. If, if they can give our quarterback some time, if they can give Felipe Frank some time in the pocket to make the reads and make the throws, then we're not going to have a problem because Miami's defense, that front seven is very, very good. The back, the back end of the defense, not so good. And they losing a lot. True. Um, so if they can give them some time, which Miami's strength is the front seven, they're going to be aggressive under Manny Diaz. Um, they're going to bring pressure. Those defensive ends are probably going to be the the best combination of defensive ends we face all season. I will say that. But it is the first game of the season. The O-line has to hold up. If they do, our receiver's not going to have any problems getting open 
against that secondary. So I, that's that's my evaluation of the O line. Um, hope I'm hoping they do hold up. I'm not sold on the tackles yet, um, but if they hold up in that game, they should be able to hold up against any any D line that that we face in the SEC. That's that's just my opinion on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. See, honestly, I'm. T- I'm tired of talking about the Miami and Florida game, but it's not here yet because <laughs> I'm going to keep saying the same thing. That first quarter, the energy is going to be there for my yeah, aunt, for both teams. Of course. I feel like they're going to come out. No, Miami, Miami they're going to come out with energy. Of and, course, you know, yeah. no, everything is going everything going to be lit for both sides. But I feel like once the game starts slowing down and, you know, it started getting down to the nitty gritty. I feel like the true colors gonna start showing. At the end of the day, not even not, we ain't even gonna talk player to player, coaching staff to coaching staff, coach to coach. It's not even. <laughs> it's not even a game. We have Mullen and they got. <laughs> we got Mullen and they got a dude who probably don't even know what he's doing. On the other side, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know bro name. Manny, Manny Diaz, look, I don't even look, know whatever his I'm, name is. I'm going to just say this. You know, like, like you said, first quarter, I'm expecting both teams to come out with energy. And the problem with that, with coming out with energy, that's when mistakes happen. Exactly. So, first quarter, I'm expecting a lot to go down. Um, sloppy play. Um, might see a big play or two here and there with a coverage breakdown. Um, once that first quarter is done, Second quarter on, that's when the X's and O's going to kick in. Exactly. And if if you want to compare the coaching staffs, give me Dan Mullen and Ty Grantham over Manny Diaz, and <laughs> and um, I think his name is Dan Enos or something like that. Yeah, Their offensive yeah, coordinator. Enos, yeah. Um, I'm definitely taking Dan. Dan gonna scheme up something. Um, looking at last year, every game that we played in season, we had players running open. And we we had Felipe, who was still growing as a quarterback. He would hit a couple of the throws, but if he waited a, a second longer or looked off mm-hmm. one way and, and turned the other way, he had receivers running wide open all over the field. Yep. And he could he could have finished easily finished with thirty five hundred yards and probably thirty five touchdowns passing. Man. So if if he if he is actually taking that next next step, which I believe he has. Then we we are in good hands because Mullen is probably a top five play caller in college football. That's not even that shouldn't even be questioned by anybody. If you questioning Dan Mullen as a play caller at this day and age, you, you haven't been watching college yeah, football. You, I'm, you, I'm gonna just leave you, you shouldn't be watching college football. See the thing, you know, with the offense, man. I'm like I'm really excited to see like how much Franks has grown. Because, you know, we seen, you know, what he looked like towards the end of the regular season. Uh, some people want to say it was against a, a down FSU team and South Carolina were not all that and Michigan didn't have their starters and all this other nonsense. I get all that. But you can't deny this man progress. Because the year before that, the man just looked lost out there. Like, he just looked like it, you just look lost, and you can put that on coaching, which I honestly did. You can put that on, you know, Mac 
and, you know, that coaching staff because the guy, he just wanted to get him coached up. He was just a raw prospect just out there with a strong arm. And, you know, it was really sad to watch it, Sons. It really was. But, you know, you know, Mullen came in, you know, and the man just, you know, he reinvented himself under Mullen. And it was, it was good to watch him, you know, play towards the end of the season. And even in some of our big games, he didn't necessarily carry the load on offense, but he managed the game well. He didn't mess it up, especially against LSU. He made, like, you know, one mistake against LSU. And I think he threw a pick in his own. Uh, but I feel like he wouldn't have thrown that pick if he wouldn't have got hit. And the Georgia game, you know, as bad as he played, we still had our chances. That's what people fail to realize. They're going to look at, you know, the flea flicker he missed and the interception, the fumble he had. Um, we still could have won that game, even with with Henderson going out, uh, even without Marco and Stu. But, you know, it, it's, I feel like it's going to be different this year. And as far as, like, the play caller, man, like you said, if you don't think Mullen, one of the top play callers in college football, then you don't know football. You don't know college football. You just need to stop watching. But with the Florida and Miami game, with the Florida and Miami game, man, I'm gonna keep saying it, man. It, it we gonna see. Uh, I know Miami feel like they the underdogs because, you know, obviously they are. Man, they can they can put in their head that they got a chip on their shoulder and all that, that's cool. You can have that attitude. But <laughs> once you get in them in them lines, man, it's, it, it's nothing you can do. It's just man against man. So that's, that's all I really can say because I just don't – I just don't see how they're going to beat us. Like, I just don't see it. I really don't. <laughs> I just can't see it. I, I I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm right there with you. I don't see I don't see how they should even be within two touchdowns, to be honest. If you just wanna go with player by player comparison and look at the depth charts, if we being honest, they shouldn't be within two touchdowns. That's 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 not even being biased. If you wanna look if you wanna compare the teams, one team has a quarterback who grew last year who actually shows some promise and is actually going to try to build on it. The other team is going into fall camp still Wait. questioning who their quarterback is going to be. Don't uh, even know who their quarterback is going to be. When you're going into fall camp and you still don't have a clear eye view of who your leader of your offense is going to be, that's, that's a problem. It doesn't yeah. matter what team it is. It doesn't matter. Y'all want to, if you want to compare it to, to maybe Alabama last year or, well, uh, uh, they went in with Tua and Jalen Hurts, where who was going to win that position? That's different. Jalen Hurts led them to the college football playoff. Tua came in when Jalen was struggling and actually made the throw. So they they had two quarterbacks who were capable of leading the team. Y'all don't have any quarterback who stepped up and actually separated himself from the pack. If you want to say, oh, Tate Martell because he's the better runner, man. That well, dude, he's not. That dude, he's not an accurate throw. We've seen is- that already. That dude is four eight, man. He if you, <laughs> if, dude is four eight. If you man. if you want to say Nikosi Perry, he he had some decent moments last year, but he actually had some moments where he looked horrible out there on the field. So now you don't trust him. 
if you want to say Jaron Williams, you can always say, oh, well, he's never played an actual down of college football yet. So you got three quarterbacks who all have their deficiencies, all have their flaws, and you're putting up against what's going to be a top 10 defense in college football this year. I don't care what nobody says. If everybody stays healthy, we're going to be – Florida's going to have a top 10 defense. Yeah, Let's that, just that, leave it that, at that. That's not even a debate. Uh, so, you, so, you putting, so you're putting up an, an inexperienced quarterback against a top 10 defense in college football in the first game of the season with the whole country watching. I just don't. You're see not gonna. You're not gonna just step. If if they step into that and believe that their quarterback is just gonna dominate and just make every play possible for them to win that game, then they're being delusional. That's that's just delusions. Yeah, true. You think you th- even us as Florida fans, we went into the season last year with Felipe Franks, not knowing what we were gonna get. We didn't know if he was gonna actually be benched for Kyle Trask or Emory Jones or what. We we didn't know what we were gonna get. He actually showed some promise later on in the season. He started off struggling. Uh the Tennessee game, we saw what he could be. Yeah, he man. He 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 had but a then, but then he had a stretch where we were like, Oh well, I think he's regressed. And then we got to the Georgia game, which was his worst game of the year. And then after that, everybody was just on his head, like, Okay, well, maybe we need to make a change. Maybe we need to bring in Trask or Maybe we need to put in Emory Jones and just ride with the freshman. And that's when the South Carolina game happened, when Felipe actually started. We got behind by so much, and him and Tony took over the game, basically, and he shrugged everybody off and was like, you know what, let me be me, and let me just play my game. Let me stop worrying about what everybody got to say. And he went on a four-game stretch where it was like South Carolina, Idaho, FSU, no matter what people say, FSU still is a robbery game. That game mm-hmm. was thirteen to seven at halftime. So let's yep. not act like they just trash just because they didn't go to a bowl game. No, nah, it's a robbery game, so they're gonna get up for that. So he yeah. came out, made the throws, and then the Michigan game. Let's stop with this notion of oh, they were missing their starters. They was missing two starters. <laughs> two starters on defense. Two let's, starters. Let's stop with that notion. It was Devin Bush. And Rashawn Gary, Rashawn Gary, not even good. So let's let's <laughs> let's bring that up. He wasn't even the best D lineman on the team. He was like fourth best. So let's stop with that nonsense. Devin Bush was a, a key miss, yeah, but still, it wasn't like he was going to make that much of a difference anyway. It's we were just... still we were still picking on that secondary with those receivers. P. Ryan was dominating, and the defense couldn't be scored on. So it, it's just funny, bro, how how Miami fans and Florida State fans, they say that about, you know, Michigan missing their best players. But when we bring up we missed our best players on defense against Georgia, they wanna they don't wanna say nothing about that. It's just it's just funny to me. That's why I just look at the trolls. It's just funny. It's it's funny because Marco goes out for the season in the Kentucky game. Yeah. The the I believe it was the second play that Kentucky had on offense, Marco goes down, torn ACL. He's out for the game. What's crazy? The Kentucky, the Kentucky game, we lose it by 11, but that's only because we fumbled the ball and they scored on the last play. The, what? So, the, so the final score was technically, it was, what, 21-16 or something yeah, like that? Something they like won 27-16. Yeah. yeah, something like um, that. If Marco is playing, half of the plays that they make not happening because he's taking away 
the other One, side of the other field. Other side of the field. And that's so, another thing. Well, so that's you look at thing. so you look at that, then you go to the Georgia game. Well, let's let's hold on. Wait, we're gonna go back to the Kentucky game. Player that was missing from our defense. David Reese, Reese was missing play. too, yep. David Reese didn't play until Tennessee. So you're missing your your starting cornerback and who was all who was all SEC and really his, the, heart. the his freshman season and you're missing the heart of your defense with your midfield who came back in the Tennessee game and had like 11 tackles and an interception. So let's not act like Benny Snell who was just balling on us was going to be able to do that with Reese and Marco out there. Let's 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 slow it down. Now we get to the Georgia game. You already down Marco. You lose CJ in the first in the first uh, quarter as well. So now you down CJ for the rest of the game. Marco for the rest of the season. You got Trey Dean, who was a freshman, and CJ McWilliams playing the rest <laughs> of the game. Um, yeah, of course, of course, Georgia should take advantage of that. They got a senior laden group of receivers going up against a freshman, a true freshman, and somebody who should never touch a field in the SEC forever in his life. Yeah. But he's out there because one because we had somebody injured. Exactly. And our other the other one who played in the game was a freshman as well. Edwards. He played in that game. He wasn't ready to play. But Man, you go with what you have. I don't now guess what? I don't the depth no. the depth that we have at cornerback now is gonna be mostly freshmen again, but they're more talented than the ones that we had exactly. last year. Exactly. And you have you have a healthy Marco back. You have that Trey Dean, who's now a sophomore. You have CJ, who's the best cornerback in college, in college football, football. In, in my in my opinion, ain't no the best debate. Def, the best defensive back in in college football, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Now, if y'all if y'all want to talk about Grant Delpit, that's I'm gonna leave that for another time because I'm gonna get into that whenever we get a chance. But uh, but yeah, you've got CJ, you got Marco, you got Trey Dean, you've got you got freshmen who are gonna back him up. But they're more talented than the ones you had last year. Now the Missouri game, there's no excuse. I'm not gonna bring up no excuse for that. We just played that bad. Tough. We just played that, bad. That was and that's a, that's the thing, bro. Missouri always play us tough. That's since they've been they in do. the SEC. They, because Missouri has had our number. I don't know why, be, be, but because they, they're they throwing just have our, They just have our number, and there's nothing we can do about it until we go out there and we just beat them. I just so. I feel like because they more of a throwing team. Because there's no – like, far as, like, in the East, they – well, shit, even in the SEC, they throw the ball probably the most out of anybody. They they do, but even that, I just I just think it's, it's just Mizzou. It's just – to me, it's one of those games where we not – we still not used to them being in the SEC. So, it's like, okay, why are we even – why are we even playing this team? They don't – they don't deserve to be on our schedule. And we go into that game every year and be like, "Man, we don't want to play them. We want to get to South Carolina, who who has our our old coach as their coach right exactly. now. But Tennessee, who's who's been a rival. Georgia, who's a rival right now. LSU, who's an up and coming rival. We want to play those teams. We don't want to play no Missouri. What what is Missouri even doing in the SEC in the first place? That's yeah. that's what I think our our thinking is. That's why we struggle so much with. But it's. We get them at Missouri. That's going to be – that's a game, I feel like, you know, one of them games like we we just we, – we can't come out slow. We got to we gotta put our foot on the gas early because, man, what they did to us last year, that's in, that was embarrassing. Like, just real embarrassing. I really don't even want to bring up that game, but 
got to. We just going we just talking ball. So we just we just played bad. We just played real bad. I mean, it wasn't no excuses. That's probably the only game on the schedule I really can't say nothing about, as far as like the team and how bad they played. But let me let me dig into another topic. <clears throat> so, as far as the SEC, I feel like Alabama. You know, obviously, they the best team. Do you feel like Georgia? is just, like, clear the second-best team going into the uh, college football season. Because a lot of experts feel like it will be Alabama and Georgia again. I don't feel like it's going to be that way. But do you feel like anybody in the East besides Florida can make it, you know, interesting? Can make it interesting? I think I think the, the only team outside of Florida that could really make it interesting would probably be Missouri. But as far as another team in the East winning, no, it would it would the only ones that got a chance is Florida. Um, See I don't even I don't even have Georgia going to the ACC championship. This is me. I have Florida. People gonna say it's biased. I think Florida is the more talented team. That's not me being biased. That's just looking at the rosters and coming up with that. Um I I do have Bama winning the West. Um, but I, some people going to disagree. I have Bama winning the West, actually going undefeated throughout the season. Um, mm. and Texas A&M being Texas A&M is the second team coming in the, in the West. I have Texas A&M going 10 and two. Um, a lot of people going to be mad. I have them beating LSU. Yes. LSU fans. I have them beating you again. Um, I have LSU going nine and three. So that's that's just how I feel. If you want to look at the full standings, I got it right here. See, you thought I wasn't gonna be prepared, but I told you I'm always prepared. So you can't really this guy. just throw nothing on me. But I have Bama going twelve and zero. I don't think anybody on the schedule actually beats them unless Tua gets hurt. I'm hoping he doesn't. But if he does, then I do see them dropping the game. Um, Texas A&M going ten and two. Their losses coming to Alabama and Clemson. Okay, so. LSU going nine and three. Their loss is coming to Bama. Loss is coming to us, and they have another loss to Texas A and M. So nine and three for them. I actually have Mississippi State as the fourth team in the West. I think they're going to go eight and four. Um, I actually think the quarterback play is going to improve, so that's why I think they're going to be at eight and four. Um, even if it's Thompson, I hope it's Keaton Thompson who gets the starting nod. Um, if it's Tommy Stevens, he's a better runner. Uh, Thompson is the better thrower. I have Mississippi State going eight and four. And fifth, you got um, Auburn. Definitely, Auburn got to be fifth. Uh, seven and five, they got to figure out who's playing quarterback. I personally, I think this is going to be Gus last year in Auburn. See, that's a I, a lot of people think that, bro. But I just feel like he always do just enough to keep his job. I'm not going to say he's going to lose it or. He won't. I just don't know because I don't know who's going to be the quarterback. I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he gets past this year. If he can't. If he can't beat at least one of those four teams in the West above them. If he loses to Mississippi State, which I think he will, LSU, which I think he will, A and M, which I think he will, and Bama, and he also loses to us, it's it's no way that that I see him holding on to that job. I, so, I think they can beat Mississippi State. I ain't gonna say they I, they are, but I think they can beat. Them. I don't. 
I don't think they'll I mean, beat them. I think Mississippi Mississippi State has one of the best defenses that nobody ever talks about true. in college football. Shit. And if they can if they can get the quarterback play together, that's the thing that's gonna separate. They have they actually have two quarterbacks on their roster with playing experience. Not great experience, but Thompson played a little bit last year and won a game. Tommy Stevens transferred in from Penn from Penn State. Mm-hmm. He actually played under Joe Moorhead, so he knows the system already. Um, Auburn is going in with quarterbacks who, who, who are their quarterbacks outside of Gatewood? Gatewood, Sean White, whatever. What's Sean? What's his name? Sean White, something like that. See, Bo, no, not Sean, not Sean White. Bo Nix. I'm tripping. My bad, Auburn fan. That's what I'm saying. Who who gets to start not? If you're going by more, the most talented one, Bo Nix would probably yeah, it'll be Bo Nix. But, but for that system, if you're looking at if you're looking at the system that um, Gus Malzahn is used to running, Gatewood is the best fit. But we've seen him play, and he's not accurate at all. So for that system, it'll probably be Gatewood. I think he's going to get the start nine, but I don't see him finishing the season because I think he's going to struggle. So that's why I think they're going to struggle. But now. But- they they D line not not bad. They D line is is good. Their defense their defense is actually pretty good. Their D line is definitely the strength. Um, their safeties are are top hey, notch. Hey man, we gonna but, we ain't gonna talk about uh, it's a corner they got. He uh, what's his name? He got like a long name. I like him. He like number four. I think they got he, he pretty good. He start. Yeah, I'd have to go look at it, but. It's it's gonna come down to the offense, and I don't I don't think their offense is gonna be good enough to beat the four teams ahead of them. Um, behind them, I have Mississippi. I have Ole Miss going five and seven. I don't think they make a bowl game. Uh, and of course, Arkansas holding up the end. Hey man, don't don't um, don't even don't even mention them. Don't even mention that. Bro. <laughs> I, I see them. I see them going four and eight. So that's just that's just the West. Now with the East, okay. Now you the East, now the, everybody going, everybody, you know, people going to say, "Oh, well, y'all Gator fans, so y'all going to be biased." But no, this is just, this is just how I feel. Looking at the rosters in the East, looking at all the teams, and looking at the coaches. Now you did just say you feel like LSU was going to have three losses. You said they were going to lose to us. Now keep in mind, I know you got us beating Georgia too. Of course. Okay. So if, if we can, if we can beat LSU, we can beat Georgia. Okay. Now let me ask you this. So, are you saying we run on the table, or we gonna have a slip up to somebody we shouldn't have? No, we we gonna have a slip up. I have Florida going eleven and one. I, I I kept going back to the schedule, and I wanted to say ten and two, but I I went with eleven and one. It's it's gonna be one of those games where we gonna slip up. I don't know which game it's gonna be. I'm still leaning somewhere in that um, that stretch of Auburn, LSU, Georgia. Um, in Missouri, those those four teams. I don't know which one is going to beat us, but one of them, one of them will. I don't know which one. I feel I, like I still think Missouri is going to beat a team to beat us for some reason. I don't know why, but that's what they always do. But all the rest of them, I feel like we're going to be up for those games. Man, Auburn, Auburn is one that we not we not used to playing, but that used to be a rivalry. And Auburn has been taking players from Florida That's our home for the last coming. couple of That's years. So, exactly. LSU, we know what we're going to get when we play LSU. But it's the we thing. It's it. the thing, man. With LSU, with how the game ended last year, we going, we going there. We're going to Death Valley. 
everybody gonna be pumped up. You know, it's gonna be you know, new a new game, bad rules. Like I just feel like LSU, they should. I can see. No, I ain't gonna say that. I can see why they would have the edge. While people would say LSU got the edge, just for the simple fact. Like, LSU will have the edge because I'm going to give you two reasons. LSU will have the edge because, one, they're playing at home. Yeah. And, two, is their homecoming. Yeah, yeah. And But but that gives us an edge as well. We're playing for their homecoming. We can spoil everything. We can. And and we, we are the player, some of the players on this team already know what it feels like to go into Death Valley and win. Remember, we had the goal line stand to win the game, Darius Geis. Mm-hmm. Remember that. So, it's not like we don't have players who can't go out there and get it done. We do have players who can do it. And we have the more talented team. No matter what people say, our team is more talented than LSU's. I don't care what people say. We are. Um, quarterback battle, we've seen that already. Frank's outplayed Joe Burrow. Running backs is not even close anymore. Um, receivers is not close. Uh, offensive line, if you want to give the edge to LSU because they have the experience, you can, yeah, yeah. You can give them that. D line is is really not really that close. People may say it's close, it's not. Linebackers, it might be a push. I, I like LSU's linebacker. I really do. Um, secondary, um, uh, it's a, it's a sec- toss up. You can you can say toss up, but I'm if you want to go if you want to go player for player, I'm leaning towards Florida. I'm <laughs> CJ CJ over Christian Fulton. Yep. Um, Marco definitely over Derek Stingley, who's their starter already. Um, maybe Kerry Vincent gets the edge as the nickelback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Delpit is definitely better than any of the safeties that we have. Yeah. But our our collective group outweighs just what one player can do. Exactly. So, if you want to go full secondary, I'm taking ours over there. So, and then coaching, we already know that Ed O can't hold Dan Mullen's jockstrap. So it's not really Ed O that we have to worry about. It's more Dan Mullen versus Dave Aranda. And we saw that that last drive that Felipe had to win the game. Dan Mullen dialed it up on Aranda, and he didn't have no answers. So we'll just leave it at that. I I still think we can go into Death Valley and win that game. That's just me. See, a lot of people got us losing to Georgia or LSU. I said, you know, on Twitter the other day, I said, it's nothing, nothing, like literally no reason why we should lose anything more than two games, if any. I feel like 10 and 2 should be, that should be a record, like at worst we should go. And you look at the way the schedule is set up. If we win less than ten games, the season is a failure. I don't care what nobody says. No, I'm not satisfied winning nine games. No win. No. If we don't win ten games, <laughs> if we don't win ten games, then this season is a failure. We're gonna just it leave is. it at that. Because I have us right now. I have us going eleven and one. Um, a slip up to one of those four teams. I don't know who it's gonna be. But we're more talented than every team on the schedule right now. So we're going to leave so, that at that. Um, second, I have Georgia. I have Georgia actually going 9-3. and three. People going to say, oh, well, how you got Georgia losing three games? They're losing to Florida. That's one. They're losing to Texas A&M. That's two. Now, the third one, I don't know yet. 
I'm trying to go back back and see the schedule. Um, but they, they, lose, play, they, they play Notre Dame. They play Auburn. I, I believe they, they slip up to Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame has some payback in their mind from the way Clemson smashed them in the playoff last year. So I think they want to try to get back to that. So I do think Notre Dame beats them. So that's mm-hmm. nine and three. I got Missouri third. They're going eight and four, in my opinion. Um, the only reason I have them that low is because I still don't trust Kelly Bryant throwing the football. Running the ball, I don't have no problems with. He can run the ball all day if he wants to. But throwing the ball, he ain't beating the team in the SEC. So we're going to leave that at that. I actually have Vandy. See, people people don't understand that. Vandy, I have Vandy finishing fourth, seven and five, which would not be good for Derrick Mason because they're going to probably fire him, um, which I, I don't like, but Hey, it's the nature of the business. I think they have the best three, the best trio of offensive weapons outside of Alabama in the SEC with Keyshawn Vaughn, um, Kalijah Lemscombe, and Jared Pinkney. Those three on offense, that's the best trio of weapons you can have. Hey, um, man, that boy was giving us the business before he got hurt. Oh, Vaughn, Keyshawn Vaughn? Yeah, he was giving best, us the business. Best running back in the Southeastern Conference, period. Don't oh. nobody, don't nobody question me. I don't want to hear about no damn DeAndre Swift. Leave that name out of this. He's not better than Keyshawn Vaughn. We're gonna leave it at that. Uh, so Vandy finishing fourth. I got Kentucky finishing with the same record, but I actually have Vandy beating Kentucky this year. So Kentucky goes seven and five. Uh, South Carolina. I had them at six and six. If it, now I will say this: if Tavian Feaster ends up choosing South Carolina. And he goes into camp as their number one running back. I think they can really go from six wins to eight wins, and they could be third in the East. Tavian Feaster is that good. For those that don't know, he was at Clemson, got passed up by Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. Um, he's mm-hmm. one of the best. He was one of the best running backs in his recruiting class. One of the fastest running backs in the country right I, now. I forgot um, all about him too. If he transfers to South Carolina, I think it's down to South Carolina and North Carolina, I believe. And I think Virginia Tech also. But if he goes to South Carolina and he gets in that backfield with Jake Bentley, they're going to make some noise. I think they can go from six to eight wins. But right now I have them six and six. And last in the East, fans going to be mad talking about, oh, well, we on the up and coming. Yeah, not this year. Not yet. Y'all five and seven, missing a bowl game. We're going to leave it at that. What about, that's how, what, about, that's how, what about Kentucky? That's how the standings go for me. Kentucky finishes fit behind Vandy, 7-5. 7-5. Hmm. Okay. Same, same record as Vandy, but I got Vandy beat. Okay, so, all right. So they finished fit. But that's my standings. I got Bama playing Florida in the SEC championship game. I just want to see it because I want to see the matchup. Everybody been talking trash, uh, doubting my boy CJ, thinking he can't lock up on Jerry Judy. They think Judy would just manhandle him. I want to see that matchup because everybody everybody been talking trash. I, I don't think that Jerry Judy can get 100 yards on CJ. That's just me. I don't now, think he can. Now, now, this is the thing. Like, if he end up getting 100 yards, they're going to say, what? Well, just if Florida and Alabama play, if he's so happy to get, like, 100 yards, they're going to be like, oh, uh, he got 100 yards on Henderson. I feel like – like no, he, he, not, he like he people, he, could, he gonna get a hundred yards. I think he'll yeah, get a hundred yards. But just like but he's gonna man, he's gonna line up. Right. He's gonna line up everywhere throughout everywhere. the field. Just if he lines up on the same side as CJ the whole game, 
then it's no way he's getting 100 yards. That's not happening. I, I don't see that. CJ, CJ ain't letting that happen. I, CJ got that mindset of, okay, this is money year. They got me projected top 10. I'm trying to get this money. I'm trying to be the best cornerback that played at Florida since Janoris Jenkins. That's, I that's, like, that's all I'm going to say. I feel like when it's all said and done, I feel like he's going to be the top dude to come out of the U.S. as far as cornerbacks because he has he has everything. He has speed. You can't teach his speed. Like, you really cannot teach his speed. Like, I, I said it on the last episode, you know he ain't wearing five no more. He the best five to come through Florida. Like oh, he the best five to come through Florida. Well, I ain't, I ain't gonna say best five. He best corner cornerback. He's, he's the best cornerback corner. to wear five. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Best five. Nah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the best five. Nah, I ain't. Nah, nah, nah. I know my history. I know my history though. Shout, I meant, shout like, out to Jacquez yeah, Green. Shout out, shout out to Jacquez <laughs> Green. But I meant like Park being a corner. That's what I meant. But nah, he he definitely. I think he is the best five to wear. He is the best cornerback. Back to wear five. So, yeah. But, hey, I ain't going to lie now. He he might be in that discussion. If he have a good year, he might take that spot as the best cornerback to wear number one. Hey, man. Hey, man. Now, hey. listen. Now, now, listen. Now, listen. Now, listen. I'm not going if, to. If he have another year where he don't give up a touchdown, he might take over that, that best cornerback spot in, in Florida he might be num might be top three. Let me ask you this in in Florida history me, as a cornerback. Let, let me ask you this: We just talking strictly, strictly sophomore years. <clears throat> you taking Vern sophomore year or you taking Henderson sophomore year? No, I'm taking CJ. I'm taking CJ sophomore year. If we talking freshman year, then I was gonna take Vern. But if we talking sophomore years, I I want CJ's. No, CJ. because he didn't because he didn't give up a touchdown. Now I hope I hope CJ don't have the the junior year that Vern had. Hey Vern, man, chill out, chill hey, out. Vern Vern started tripping chill a little out. bit his junior year, and he, he had me a little worried. Now I feel, me worried I feel like he just like he was just watching. He didn't really want to get hurt. He was just watching out for his draft status. Some players do that. They don't want to give their all until they they last money year. That's why. That's that's the only thing I'm saying. He now he did go. He did go top ten. So I, I can understand why he did it. He he was a lockdown cornerback. Um, he went top ten. He still, yeah. I thought Vern. he went like thirteen, something like that. No, Vern went top ten. Really? Yeah, I believe so. I thought he went like thirteen or thirteen or fourteen. I'm gonna go back and check that, but I believe he went top ten. But a lot of people, you know, they talking about Henderson money year, all that, all that. But the real, the real, the real Florida fans. They know how good Marco was before his injury, man. They they know how good he was. I feel like this is gonna be the year he remind people of how good he truly is because you got two lockdown corners in college. You can call almost anything you want. As far as if you if you a defensive coordinator and deal with the D line we have with uh with Jabari and yeah, Greener coming in, I mean you pretty much you can call what you want if you have Henderson on one side, you got Marco on the other side, and then you have a capable pass rusher with Zoo and assuming Greener. So, I mean, um, Granham gonna be able to call what he wants. <laughs> that was that was always my worry with Marco. Always was if he could stay healthy because he had the torn ACL in high school. 
Uh, he came back, had a good year. So did, had his fresh had his freshman year, he did good. Sophomore year, he tore the ACL. Did he tear? How he, did he tear the same one he tore in high school, or was it a different knee? I don't. I don't remember. I might have to go back and look. But he did have a torn ACL, and that's that's what's gonna hurt his draft stock. He done had two torn ACLs. We don't see players drop, even though they've been some one of the best at their position. They go back, check those medicals, and they drop because of where they've been hurt before. Um, this is his second one. How he comes back, I'm hoping he's fully healthy the whole season because that'll allow us to do so much more with our defense. Um, but the reason – that's why I'm struggling to, to place his draft stock right now because of his those two injuries. He's talented enough to be a top 20 pick in the draft. He's that good. He's better. He's better than every corner that came out of last year's draft. He he is. He's that good. Huh. But because of his injuries, I don't know where to place him. I'm I'm leaning towards early second round right now. If he has a good season, now if he has an excellent season and he's all American, he could get get into that first round range. I feel but like I'm leaning, I'm leaning second round right now on him. I feel like he's capable, man. Like, I, like I'm really excited to see him come off that ACL injury, cause man, cause man, we we need him. I mean, of course, we got talented freshmen behind him. You know, Elam, uh, Chester, and you know, Jay Hill, and and you know that's cool and everything. But Marco, man, like every every real Florida fan know how good he was his freshman year. Like they were saying, he was the better one out of Henderson. And you know Marco, so before the injury, so I mean, I'm just excited to see him. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see him back in the lineup, man. Hopefully, we can avoid the major injuries and try to keep this team as healthy as possible. And if if we are, I don't see why we can't get to the SEC championship. There's there's no reason why we have we have the talent. Man, we got yeah. the talent to contend, man. We have Fuck the talent. That. We have the coaching. It's it's all about the players going out there and making sure and, playing and with they, that yeah. playing with that sense of urgency. You gotta go at every game like you playing the number one team in the country. If if you have that mindset and you have that mindset of where I'm gonna go out there and the person that's across from me cannot beat me. If you go in with that mindset to every game then there's no reason why we can't get to Atlanta to play Bama for a chance to go to the college football playoff. I'm going to just because, leave it at that. Because offensively, that O-line click, man, which I'm assuming they will, it, ain't nothing you can do because we got a full stable of running backs. Frank's coming in with the confidence. The receiver depth chart, I mean, it's, it's we got the second best receiving core in the SEC behind Alabama. People going to look at stats and all this and whatever. I mean, we spread the ball around. I feel like so. That that's my answer to that. Every every receiver on our roster that plays, they get they get catches like Cleveland, uh, Jefferson, Grimes, Swain, uh, Tony. I mean, shit. Did I even say Hammond? If I didn't Hammond. Oh uh, shit, Pitts. Yeah, if you if you look at our receiving core, 
Copeland. If you, he if, you if you go through if you go through our receiving core, if you want to go with the top six or top seven guys, um, Van Jefferson, Trayvon Grimes, Kadarius Tony, uh, Josh Hammond, Freddie Swain, Tyree Cleveland, Kyle Pitts. If you look at those seven, that's talent. That's every 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 one of those seven. If you put them on any other team outside of Alabama and the SEC. They're either the number one or the number two option at receiver right now. That's how good they are. It's just that we have so many weapons we can get the ball to. Everybody's not going to put up those it, numbers. Exactly. And you still and you still have a quarterback who's growing. A quarterback. Just imagine if you replace Franks with Tua. Just look what Tua was able to do with those receivers at Bama. If Franks can get up to at least close to that level, then you'll see the numbers for the receivers go up. And that'll make them look better. And like I said, I see five of our receivers getting drafted next year. I I really do. I only see I only what, see one of the juniors coming back. What names like like for the people you know who you know just watching get get the names you think? I don't. Now I'm gonna say this. I don't see no first round receivers. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. All right. The the we have a first round talent in Trayvon Grimes. I don't see him going first round. That's now if he tests well, then you never know because we always see this one player who tests well and comes out of nowhere. I think he can test well, but I don't see no first round talents. Uh, second round talents might be Grimes, maybe Grimes and Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson is the second best route runner in the country behind Jerry Judy. He gonna have a long NFL career, bro. That man That's, route running smooth. Like he he <laughs> will have he will have a ten year NFL career because he's just that good. He can play anywhere on the field. He's a willing blocker. He has some of the best hands in college football, second-best route runner in college football, and he's just one of the smartest players out there. Um, if you want to go to Swain and Hammond, those two, they just make plays. They just make plays. You you look at their stats at the end of the season, and you don't think they did much. All of a sudden, you see Freddie Swain with like 500 receiving yards, five or six touchdowns, with also a punt return touchdown. Hammond just lines up and beats the person in front of him. Even though he don't, you can go back and look at the Michigan game. You can look at the LSU game. Uh, Josh Hammond just goes out there and make plays. Now everybody been ragging on my boy Tyree. Now let me let me let me let me make this statement Uh-oh. real quick for, for those that's been ragging on my boy. I posted that video a couple of days ago, the LSU game when Tyree was a freshman going up against a first round cornerback. For those that don't know, Dante Jackson went first round in last year's draft. Speaks he was one of he was one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL this year. I'm gonna say that. Tyree Cleveland smoked him off the line first of all, then broke the tackle. For those that say Tyree has been a bust, no, he hasn't been a bust. He had two years under Kerry Dixon, who ain't never coached receivers <laughs> in his life. First of all, and second of all, we've been using him as just a go route receiver. He's more than that. If you give him some of the plays that some of these other receivers get, and I'm not gonna say no names because I don't want to aggravate Man, people, but just say the name. If you, I already know if, what you're talking about. If you give him the same touches that that other player got, you would see that Tyreek can make some of the same plays. And if you want to go back and look at his high school tape, he was making those same plays when he was getting those type of touches. So, mm-hmm. and he's an excellent special teams gunner. So we're gonna leave that at that. Um, but Tyree Cleveland is going to get drafted as well. He's going to test out of this world. Going to have one of the best verticals at the combine. Going to run in the four threes. For those who don't know, mm. Tyree is that fast. So now I don't know how much weight he put on. He's about six two, six three, 
probably about two two ten somewhere around there. You don't find those types of receivers every day that's gonna run in the four three. So Tyree gonna get drafted. If he don't get drafted, he gonna be a priority free agent. He gonna find a place on the roster. He's that good. Um, we've been having some quarterback issues, and he ain't been getting coached right. But he's better than he's better than that other guy. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Mm. I'm not even gonna say nothing because I don't want no weird Florida fans in my mentions. I'm gonna just straight ignore your ass. So I'm not I don't, even... I don't, I don't answer that question already. They they know my stance on it. Until I see it happen, I'm not gonna put him over everybody else in the death trap. I don't even think he's better than Pitts, but I'm gonna just leave it at that. So, all right. So, <clears throat> just to you know, piggyback on college football talk. Give me your most overrated team going into the season. <laughs> most overrated team. It. I don't want to say it because because people going to be like, oh, well, that's obvious. They always overrated. They ain't won nothing yet. But most overrated team to me is Michigan. That's, that's well, I, I swear to God I was going to say the same thing. I, I mean, they, they got them top ten. They ain't won nothing yet. They lost some key pieces on defense. The offense is coming back, but Shea Patterson still not – showing me what he needs to be showing me with the weapons that he has. Um, that offensive line is not as good as people think it is. And Harbaugh is not as good of a coach as everybody thought he was. He so, is, uh, like, he don't win big games. He's won, like, one one big game against top 10 teams. Just one, if I'm not mistaken, since he's been there. So I'm not I'm not sold on them. He That's probably my most overrated team. What about – yeah, what about most underrated team going into the season? <sighs> underrated, uh, man, that's that's tough. Uh, out yeah. to me, most underrated team. I'm I'm gonna go with Syracuse. Uh-huh. I, I've been I've been saying that a lot of even Vegas said Syracuse not gonna win more than five games. I don't know where Vegas came up with that at. Uh-huh. I see Syracuse winning close to nine or ten games. And actually being the second best team in the ACC, but that's probably the team that that I'm looking forward to watching and staying in that conference. Right behind them, I would say Boston College. Nobody talks about them, but I actually think they're a decent team as well. So those would probably be the two choices I have for underrated. Damn, bro, no love for Miami and Florida State. Nah, no, nah, no, because <laughs> they, they're not they not underrated. <laughs> Miami Miami is actually rated right. That's we got to see something from them first. We don't know what they're gonna be. Florida State, they actually have them close to being a top 25 team, and I'm trying to see it. Where, hey man, I ain't got nothing to say about them. I'm bored, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't got nothing to say about that, but you know, uh, so I asked you that. So, this is <laughs> I've been wanting to know this. <clears throat> You know, everybody, you know, they got their own opinions and all that. I'm going to just give it to you, Ross. Because you, you was throwing uh, some some subs when you was talking about Florida receivers. And I know who you're talking about. Some Florida fans, they know who you're talking about with uh, Kadarius Tony. When, when you hear – when you hear – 
some Florida fans on Twitter call him electric. Do you necessarily agree with that? For the people who are going to get up and we going over our time, but you know what? It don't matter. We talking football. We having fun. When we say electric, when you think about those most electric playmakers in co- in college football, even in Florida history, he's not a name that people are gonna bring up. <laughs> they say, "No, that's that's not that's not a that's not a joke or anything." That's, nah, that's bro. Being, that's being honest. It's funny because people throw that word around too much. When when I see when I hear electric in Florida, everybody should know. Who Percy Harvin? People like him, Jaquez Green, like that, like yeah, that's and that's this is the thing that that upsets me. They always say, "Oh well, he the best playmaker we had since Percy." What have y'all been watching for the last couple of years? He's not even better than Solomon Patton. Let's 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 slow down a little bit. I want to see a little bit more. Y'all y'all saying he's the best since Percy Harvin. Y'all forgot we had Chris Rainey and Jeff Demps in the same backfield. Thank you. He's not he's <laughs> not touching either one of those. So let's let's slow down. Trey Burton was a more electric playmaker than Kadarius Tony is. I just so let's I just feel let's, like let's slow it down a little bit. Let's tune it down. When you when you mention electric in this in this day with these type of offenses, ten yards per play. That's not electric in this game. Electric? It's not. Electric <laughs> is what Jerry Jerry Judy Jay, and, and Jalen Waddle are doing. Hey, That's, they averaging 15 to 17 yards. Um boy taking slants to the crib. And, and then when you look at electric, electric is not one touchdown in a career. It's not. But, one or two touchdowns. One or two touchdowns in a career is not electric. But they, not. they, they you, gonna, they you gonna you can't say, you can't they gonna you say, say touches and all that. He had he had enough touches. He had enough touches to get more than two. Swain had less touches. Swain got six touchdowns just last season. Five receiving, one punt return. So what's what's the excuse? Man, I just feel like they be in love with the jukes and the spins and all that, the cuts. That's I feel that's, like that's, that's all it is. I feel like I, I don't mind I don't mind those moves as long as you getting into the end zone with him. Oh, you getting, I don't mind you it. getting somewhere. I feel like he does those moves at times he doesn't necessarily have to. Like that's come that's on, another bro. thing. He he does I I like the moves. Don't get me wrong. I like the moves and then I want you to get upfield and take what you can. I don't want you to do five or six moves and get five yards. Yeah. I don't want I don't want to see that. I want to see you do maybe one or two moves and get up the field and get 15, 20 yards. And then We'll leave it at that. But like I said, it's some plays out there that could have went to other receivers and they would do more with it than what he has done. So that's what I mean when I mention when you say electric. Everybody, when they look at Florida football and they think about electric, you think about Jacquez Green punt returns, um, catching deep passes. We ain't seen Tony get on top of a defense yet. We ain't seen that. Shit. When you when you say electric, he's he is a receiver. And this is the thing that people forget. He is he is a receiver now. So when you're a receiver, I want to see you be able to run every route in the route tree. I want to see you get up against a DB and run the route to where they can't hold you. Um, get on top of a defense. We've seen every receiver on the depth chart get on top of a receiver but Kadarius Toney. There's yeah. it's something wrong with that. Yeah. The best, the I think the longest reception he's had was the play – 
it was like a back shoulder catch. It was either that one or the play he had over the middle, but that was because it was a busted coverage. He's talking about was, that back shoulder against um was it Missouri? It was one of those teams late late later in the year he made a back shoulder catch. That was his two longest plays. I want to see and outside of that he had a, a fifty one yard kickoff return. I like that. The fifty one yard kickoff return was a great play. He made one move and got up the field. That's what I want to see from him. But he's a receiver now. When you're a receiver, I want to see you get on top of a defense, take the top off. If you're better on the on the underneath routes, I want to see you take a, a two to five yard drag route and turn it into a twenty yard gain. I want to see you do that consistently, not yeah. just one play every other game. Yeah, he, and he, he I, a, I like he's a good player. He's I a good like player. I like the kid, but he's not better than the other five receivers that I have above him. He's not better. He's not better than Van Jefferson. No. Nope. He's not better than Trayvon Grimes. No. Nope. He's not better than Josh Hammond. That's nope. and he's not better than Swain. No. Nope. Swain Swain has been one of the most underrated receivers since he got on campus. Man, that, I remember when we got him. It's like the fans on Twitter was one of the reasons why he committed. We recruited him harder than the coaches did <laughs> at the time. That's that's what I'm saying. And then if everybody rags on they rag on Tyree because he was so highly rated of a recruit. He was like thirty five in the country and he was close to being a five star. He still has that talent. That talent didn't go nowhere. If you want to look at his freshman year, he made plays. Mm-hmm. The ninety eight yard touchdown against LSU basically won us the game. He was a freshman. That's something that I want to see Tony do. You get one on one, you make a play and you go all the way to the end zone. Tyree had one-on-one in one of the best corners in the ACC and made that play. As a freshman, Tyree caught a game-winning touchdown against Tennessee last year, a 63-yard bomb. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. I want to see those types of plays from somebody when they say electric. That's what I want to see. That's my whole That's my whole problem with the whole Kadarius Tony is our best playmaker thing. He's not. Our best playmaker on offense is Michael P. Ryan. Let's get it right. That's he's the top, best playmaker we have on offense. Top but, five running back in the SEC, not debate. Probably the most. I ain't gonna say. Well, he's one of the most complete backs in the college football. Period. Definitely, easily. What I remember, but, you compared him to uh, what's my man name? Uh Hunt from the Chiefs. Well, he don't play the Chiefs no more. Yeah, I, I compared the way that the Michael P. Ryan plays the game to Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Because they're both good. They're, Kareem Hunt is not the fastest player out there, but he's going to make the plays. They have that same running style. They want to get downhill, mm-hmm. and they want to make you miss in the open field. Um, they're going to catch the ball out of the backfield, and they're going to pass block. So that's who I compared him to. That's who he looked like to me when he's playing out there on the field. I, I like that from him. That's a good comparison. But, but he's our most electric playmaker right now. That's that's who it is. If you want to go with the receivers, Grimes and Van are probably next in line. I feel like now, they should be outside and Van should be in the slot. See, that's that's the whole that's the whole dilemma that we have right now. We have all these receivers. We still not putting them in the right spots to where they can be the most successful. Van in the slot is dominating whoever lines up in front of him. Listen. Easily. There's it's no contest. But see, we always we put him on the outside a lot, so it takes away from what he can do because he's on one side of the field and we giving Tony or 
Swain or somebody the the inside position, which I don't mind if they're making plays, but I think that's Van's best spot on the field. But that's that's for the coaches to decide, not me. Yeah, true. <laughs> we we just fans, man. We just we just giving our take. But I'm gonna uh, switch bases for a little minute, man. I'm, I'm gonna talk about NFL for a quick minute. I just want to hear what you got to say about this. <clears throat> <clears throat> Let me get that on my book. But all right. Give me your top. Give me your top five quarterbacks. Top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Right now. Okay. That's easy. That's real easy. And do you want them in order or do you want in them? Order. Give, give, in order. In order. Give it to me in okay. order. In order. Number one is Tom Brady. I don't oh. care. I don't care how old he is. He he made the plays in the Super Bowl, so he gets the nod. We're going to leave right. that at that. Number two, I'm going to give it to Patrick Mahomes. Hmm. Like him. I still want to see more. But wait, 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 wait. I hope they get wait. that. I hope they get that defense fixed up because that's what was holding them back. But wait, 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 the wait. The season, oh. the season that he had, I, I got to put him at two. Wait, wait I got to give it to him. You got to get okay. I I respect that. I, I like Mahomes. I like Mahomes. He's the future. He other NFL shit probably now. But anyway. After one year, even though it was legendary, that one year he had, you gonna I, get that to him top yes, two we, already? One, yes, one right. Year. So right now he's top two. So, all right, who who three? Three, for me, three uh-huh. is Aaron Aaron Rodgers. All right, Aaron Rodgers is three. I don't care what everybody say about oh well, his team missed the playoffs and all that. That wasn't on him. Um, the defense was terrible. The offense. Players dropping passes and all that. He's going to come back with Avengers this year. Just know that. Number four, I'm going to put Drew Brees. The only reason he's this low is because of the way he played in the playoffs. He wasn't good. Uh, he started falling off before the regular season was over. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's because he started getting hit more or he just got tired. But in the playoffs, Drew was terrible. Um, I don't know what happened to him. I still like Drew. But it, it looks like he might be turning Peyton Manning towards the end of his career, I, which I don't I don't want to see. But I feel it, like with sex, they should be more of a running team more than throwing because you know you got you got Camara, you got uh, what's my man name from from the Vikings. They don't got Angle no more. Um, yeah, they got Latavius. Yeah, Murray. Latavius Murray. Uh, him. Yeah, they should be more of a uh, a run first team because you know Breeze they, being older, so they should. But that's never been. Um, Sean, Sean Payton, Payton oh, yeah. He he tries to keep it balanced, but when you got Drew Brees, you got one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the game. But I only have him at four right now. Now this uh, is so. this is what I want. Who is that fifth spot? Oh, the fifth spot is easy. That's um, what's his name up in Seattle? Russell Wilson. Oh, Russell Wilson. Right. Yeah, that's I easy. Agree. If Russell if Russell Wilson not in your top five, then you're not doing this right. If people want to say Andrew Luck, no. Andrew Luck is not better than Russell Wilson. Let's get that straight. Um, Russell Wilson just plays on a team who hasn't had a decent O-line in front of him for the last five or six years, which is the coach's fault, the GM's fault. But they they trust his running ability. Um, If they would ever put an O-line in front of him and hold up, then you would see just how good Russell Wilson is. But he's definitely top five. If you don't think he's top five, then you ain't watching football. He's definitely top five. But like the top, like order wise, like the top three, I don't know, man. I'm an Aaron Rodgers guy. I just feel like 
Brady. I love Aaron, this, I love Aaron. Aaron Rodgers is one of my top five all time quarterbacks. This is but my this is my thing. Tom though, Brady. Bro. Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. He did. But listen, no, I, no, no, I no, gotta no. give it to him. He didn't win that Super Bowl. No, he he won that Super Bowl. The defense came through no, big. The, the, de- that- the defense played great. I ain't taking nothing away from the defense. The defense kept them kept them in the game. But when it came time for Tom Brady to make a drive, guess what Tom Brady did? Tom Brady yeah, thing. He, he delivered, but I'm saying the key reason is because of that defense. That is why they won that game. He Tom Brady did what he did when it was Tom, but like for yeah, the majority so part of the game, he, it was the defense. When it, when the winning time came, guess who made the play? Tom Brady. So I, I just, gotta give it. To, I, I gotta just, give him the top spot. I just I can't. Like, I can't give it to nobody else. The man. The man got what six rings? Yes, he do. But I feel like with so. Aaron, so I can't. I can't put anybody on top of him currently right now in the game. I, Aaron Rodgers, I can give him second. But, this, but I can't. I can't put anybody over Tom Brady. That's not happening. This is my thing, man. With the Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady thing. Talent. Like everybody say, talent don't always get you far. Talent wise, Aaron Rodgers is better than Brady. Just off of pure talent, just he's better. Yeah, pure pure talent. He's he's definitely. Yeah, I feel like if you would have gave him, Look. if he if if he would have got, if he would have went into a system like the Patriots, I feel like he probably would have been doing just the same Brady doing, if not a little more, because man, like. Green yeah, Bay he would, but guess, but guess what? That's Man, a hypothetical. It's a hypothetical, bro. But with Aaron Rodgers, he never really had like Brady has had help. Like, like he has always had like a supporting cast. Yes, he has made like receivers. Now, now wait, wait, yeah, now. Had, come wait, on, wait, bro. wait a minute. He, I'm sorry. Let's wait. Like, I'm talking about defensively. No, defensively, like like no, he defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm yeah, talking de- about. Defensively, Aaron Rodgers' teams have been a been a little a little slow now. Go defense. look at. But offense, not but offensively. Is Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, had, yeah. Aaron had Rodgers, squads. Yeah, I give you that. Yeah, let's, but let's this, relax. Th- this is what I'm talking about, though. If you look at all the Super Bowls Tom Brady won. His defenses, like the D's he had, they were like they were good. Look at <laughs> look at the, the the defenses under Aaron Rodgers. The one of the defense he had, they won a Super Bowl back when they had Sam Collins, and he ha- he got hurt. I think he messed up his neck or something. He stopped playing football, and then years after that, like the years keep going and going, it was all offense that was carrying them. With the Patriots, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. I get that. He had Gronk, a six six seven six eight beast, Edelman, uh, one of the best slot receivers. Period in the NFL, if not all time. And then look look at the coaching. Come on, bro! Like I just don't. Yeah, that's 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 that's. that's Let me tell you, that's all fine and dandy. But guess what? Tom Brady still got to touch the football field. Man, he still got he still got to go out there and make the play. That man been if in you, a good if you win, his whole career, bro. That's all I, I, I say. don't care what I don't care what system it is. You still got to go out there and execute the game plan. That a lot of that stuff that happened on the field is not happening if it's somebody other than Tom Brady. I don't care what nobody say. Man, Tom Brady. Tom Brady has been to what eight Super Bowls and won six. Come on, man! And we got to we got to start giving this man his props. Oh, I'll even give, though I'll give him his even though he has some good defenses, let's talk about let's talk about the defenses he didn't have. The year the Eagles won the Super Bowl, how how many points did they put up on that that uh, Patriots defense? Hey, man, that's different. 
No, it's not. It's it, it, it's pa- different, bro. The, Aaron, pa- Aaron. the Patriots would have won that game if his defense could actually come up with a stop. Didn't didn't the Patriots put up points in that one? They put up points, bro. But I'm talking about, I'm saying compare Rogers' career, like far as like his no defense, like they have had none since they won the Super Bowl, and it's been bad. I mean, they got some young pieces. Don't get me wrong, but. Look at the defenses like Brady. He'd have had Hall of Famers on his defense. Everybody got Hall of. Let's, let's uh, like, I mean, everybody uh, got Hall of Famers. Not please. well, not a, not not everybody. I wouldn't say that much. Not everybody. No, every, everybody got Hall of Famers on their defense. Oh, he done had more Hall of Famers than Aaron Rodgers on their defense. Of, of course he has. That's. I mean, whose fault is that? That's not Tom Brady's fault. I'm just that's, saying that's the GM and the and the uh, coach man, from the Packers' fault. That's get, not Tom Brady's fault. Give me a ride, man. Fuck Brady. And I'm a Jet fan. That's why. No, I'm a, I'm a Jets fan. You forgot that I'm a Jets fan. Yeah, too. I know that. But I'm still I'm still gonna recognize greatness when I see it. And he won the Super Bowl last year, so he gets the top spot. He average. Patrick Fuck Patrick Tom Brady. Ma- Patrick Mahomes won MVP last year, so he getting the second spot. Aaron Rodgers could have third. There's nothing wrong with being third, man. He's still two spots from man, the top. He, if you prove it, if you prove it this year, then you can get back up to number one. I but if we talking, if we talking right now, Tom Brady has to be in the number one spot. Yeah, I don't care what nobody yeah, says. I, I give it to Brady, but fuck Tom Brady, <laughs> punk ass, fuck him. But all right, you gave me your top five. So the last couple minutes, I give it about. <laughs> Five minutes. We're gonna talk about NBA since you a basketball fan and all this other I stuff. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean that's what I came up. That's what I did. I got the ball in my in my hands at six years old, man. I'm a hoop, boy, man. That's what boy, I you, do. You wasn't that good. I will lock you me? down. But, uh, wait, 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 wait. Let's nah, let's nah, move on. Nah. Let's move on because you're holding nah, up. You're holding it. up my time. Stop it. Hey, you're man. You holding up my time. It's twelve thirty-seven. We good, but nah. What you think about Westbrook going to the Rockets? I don't think nothing about it. I think it's trash. Um, first of all, they're the same team. They probably got a little bit worse. Um, Russell Westbrook is not better than CP3 at this point in their careers. Hold on. Get, wait, wait, wait. wait. Get these. Get these. Get this whole triple double. All this other. <laughs> all this BS out of here. Look at look Bruh. at Russell Westbrook. Let's. So since 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 I'm a numbers guy, let's go to the numbers. Bruh. Westbrook. Westbrook has great regular seasons. Everybody sees that. Let's look at the playoffs. This man shot thirty six percent from the field in the playoffs last year. Michael. And we talking about and we talking about he better than CP three on Michael. in that in that system. Ain't no Michael. way. So you no mean way. to tell me? Wait, Michael. So you mean to tell me? Because you did say Chris Paul wasn't a top five point guard. You He's didn't not. say that. Okay. So you mean to tell me Westbrook not top five? Not no more. No. Man, I'm finna. Man, bro, no are you kidding me, bro? No, I'm not. Bro, you are you kidding me, bro? Like so, so, so at this at this time right now, you got a game to win. Are you taking Westbrook over Steph Curry? Uh, no. See, no, that's Steph Curry. Wait, no, wait, wait. I'm, no, I'm, I'm asking you questions. Are no. you take Are you taking Westbrook over Steph Curry? That's a no, right? Bro, you can't say he in the he in the tear by himself. Or wait, no, no, no. I'm not. Answer the question. I'm not. Okay. If you got one game to win, are you taking Westbrook over Damian Lillard? Should have said Kyrie first. Wait, I'm just asking questions. Are you taking him over Damian Lillard? Nah. Are you taking Westbrook over Kyrie Irving? Hell no. Okay, so that's three. 
That's three right there, right? That stopped because I got him at four. So everything else you're going to say is no. So, My answer is so, no. So you taking Westbrook over Kimball Walker? Bruh, yes. Why? Right. He's better. <laughs> better, better at what? He's better. Better at what? Bro. Have you saw the games? <laughs> he's better. Like, I don't need better, to break that's, down. He's better. He can do that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Westbrook, better at what? Okay. Wait, he, okay, I'll give you shooting. He ain't better at shooting. Defense, he better at defense. Finish that man, that man fit, so over that man so overrated on defense, Ricky Rubio was out there killing him. So let's let's stop. Wait, this. wait, wait, but let's Kim, stop. Kimber Walker don't play defense though. Kimber Walker plays better the defense. No, than he no he does not. Yes. No, yes. he does not. That man, that man, th- th- three three playoff runs in a row. Oh, God, three bro. three in a row. He done been killed by Donovan Mitchell and Ricky Rubio. He done been slaughtered by C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard to where he didn't even want to watch him no more. They had to put Paul George on him. Bro. So. Okay, and, defense. Okay, we gonna, gonna keep moving. Defense. I'm gonna give it to Westbrook. Finishing. I'm giving it to Westbrook. Free throw shooting. This past wait, year. Wait, 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 wait. Finishing. Yes, I'm giving it. Finishing. You gonna do what? I'm giving it to Westbrook. How? He's one of the best finishers in the game. Better than Kimba at the rim? No, bro. No this way. man. Oh my god, bro. This. He's more athletic, but he ain't a better finisher. Let's stop this. Oh my god, bro. Kemba Walker is not better than Russell Westbrook. People, this, this is my thing Why with y'all, man. Hold on. This is my thing with y'all, people, with this Kemba Walker love. Stop with this, oh, oh, he, he been playing on a trash team and all that. Listen, man, Russ, uh, Russell Westbrook, he was Russell playing. Westbrook what? I'm finna get to he was, it. He was what? When before? He was what? Before, you better, you no, better, listen, you listen. better not, you better, before, you better not even, these words better, before. you better not ever, you better not ever come out with these words. <laughs> I'm not, Russell Westbrook played on a trash team. Nah, if I'm, you ever I'm say not, those I'm words. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not finna say that. You, this, Cause you can't say This it. is what I'm finna say. Before Paul George came, he had, he had an Oladipo. All right, Oladipo, he wasn't an all-star with OKC. So I'm not gonna count them as playing. Like I'm not gonna count him. I'm not gonna count that as saying he had an All Star because he wasn't an All Star under OKC. But anyway, he had a team full of players. They were role players, and he had a good player with Oladipo. They, Oladipo wasn't Oladipo wasn't even the second best player on that team. But I'm gonna let you cook. I'm saying I'm going off. I'm going off pure. Name. Who was the second best player on the team? The second best player on that team was Ennis Canner. Let's get it right. Man, I'm talking about I'm talking off name. I ain't talking off the uh, other stuff you talk about. What? Ennis Canner was the second best player on that Bruh, team. Ennis, Ennis, was third. Ennis, he struggled. Ennis, he struggled a lot. Ennis Cancer don't play no D. But he was still the second best player on that team. Oladipo shot like forty percent from the field oh, yeah. that whole season. Okay. He averaged fifteen points. Come on, man. Okay. Anyway, like I was saying. He took that team to the playoffs. They weren't really yeah. that good. They was better than most of the teams in the West. Bro, I know they wasn't, bro. They got beat in the first round. They only uh, to, uh, yeah, to because, Houston. Because West because Westbrook shot forty two percent from the field. It wasn't it wasn't it's not always his fault. Just because his style of play is not always his you, fault. You you taking most of the shots and you shoot Westbrook the last three years, they've lost in the first round. He shot forty two percent 
44 I get last season. Last season he shot 40. I get no last season he shot 36. I, matter of I fact, I get all that, bro. I'm not gonna argue with that. I'm saying, as far as Kimba and Westbrook, bro, I think he's just better. Like with Kimba, yeah, you think he's better, but but you're not telling me at what you brought up defense. He's better. I, I'll give you. I'll give you the defense thing he because he's more he's more athletic. I'll give you that. But outside of that, what is he better than Kemba at? I mean, numbers. You a numbers guy? You tell me. What is what is he better scoring? No, he's not. Kemba is Kemba is a much better scorer. We can we can start with that passing. Everybody gonna look at Russ putting up the double the triple double. He's not a better passer. They're they're about even. Kimba, Kimba out there playing with Jeremy Lamb as his best. See, second you option. y'all always say that, man. That's why I don't. Russ, when it comes to Kimba, bro, that's that's the thing, bro. We gonna so I'm, so nah, nah, so. Nah, hold nah, on, nah. wait, no, no, nah, 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 hold nope. on. This is this is what I'm not understanding with you. Kimba Walker's best player outside of him that he's played with is Jeremy Lamb last year, and he averaged six assists. Russell Westbrook averaged eleven. His best player was Paul George. So let's look. Let's compare the rosters then. If if you're looking at the Charlotte Hornets roster and you're looking at the Thunders roster from last year, there's four players on the Thunders roster that I would take over the second best player on the Hornets I'm right now. I'm not debating that. I'm talking player to player. If you want to go player to player, then Russ is not a Russ is technically not a better passer. He's not a better decision maker. He's not a better clutch player. So Man. how can he be better? How can he be better? How? He's better, bro. To me, he's better. How? He's better all around as a, as a player. He's better. He done proved. So how can how can somebody be better if they get in the playoffs, lose three three times in the first round, and he shoots thirty six percent from the field, twenty nine percent from the three point line, and sixty five percent from the free throw line, and they lose four to one when his best player, his next best player, is Paul George. I would. How I is he better? Say his next best. I would say Paul George is the Paul George was is the, best the best player. player. But my thing is. He just ha- he hasn't taken a step back. I feel like he feel like he's the number one option. He was the number one option on that team, and he wasn't. Yeah, he's he's definitely taking a step back from where he was when he played the first year without Kevin Durant. His first year without KD, he w- he was dominating games. He was he was carrying the team. I'll give him that. He averaged thirty one points. He didn't shoot all that well, but he didn't shoot as bad as he did this year. That's you the don't type go of into player. The play- you don't. That's, you can't tell me you going. So, so who you pick to win that series anyway? Out of Portland and OKC, I had picked. Honestly, I didn't even pick the series. Exactly. I guarantee you, most people in the country probably had OKC as the favorite because they had the everybody gonna say they have the two best players before that series started. Well, I they mean, got the two best players. They had the best player in the series. They definitely did, but guess what? The best player in the series before the series started ended up being the third best player on the field. He was hurt though. That's not an excuse. It's not. No, I didn't say that's it. not an excuse. It's not an excuse. But I'm just saying he he played hurt. Salute to him for that, Paul George. But yeah, salute to him. But, it's but not if you won't, if if after the series over you're gonna cry about, oh well, that's a that's that's a tough shot and all that other stuff. No, this is a shot that Damian Little takes every game. And he hit the game winner to send y'all home. And this is Damian Lillard. And, we talking and then about. he ain't do shit against the Warriors. Anyway, but uh, but uh, anyway, but that's the thing. That's the thing, man. Y'all always with Kimba. Yo, oh, he played on a bad team, bro. He he been in the East, bro. The East is not that was not has not been that strong, bro. But. 
That's all. That's how I feel. Like I, mean, I said, he good until I mean, he, until until I see Russell Westbrook bro, at least get to the second five, round. Bro, he, he's not. He's, he's not, not in my top five point guards no more. Who, no, who your top five? Not. Who your top five? I know, my top five right now. I know you got Dame, Kyrie, and Steph. Who the other two? Yeah, Kimba. Okay, Kimba. Okay, Kimba. Who who the last one? The last one, that spot was up for grabs. I I wanted to throw Russ, he's but I can't after after this playoff run. Who is Palmer? You throw cannot him in give me you Chris Paul like right now, bro. Chris Paul looked he looked bad the last time we seen him. But shit, if I'm going if I'm going to pick a point guard to win a playoff game with, I'm definitely taking CP3 over Russ. That's different. Well, if if I'm going to take him for one game to win a playoff game, then obviously he's the better player. That's just it, all right. Let's let's. Nah, so how about this? Nah. How about we? How about we talk about the better fit for the Rockets? That's definitely CP3. Yeah, That's yeah, not yeah, Russell yeah, Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm a. So, I'm agreeing with that. I was. Just, it was just the Kimball and Russ thing. I'm agreeing with that. But the Kimba, the Kimba and Russ thing, not not even going to be an argument until we see what Kimba can do in Boston this year. I'm, I I want to see what they do on their new teams now. Kimba Kimba is in Boston. He's the number one option. Russ should be better because he's the number two option, right? I, I don't think he's the number two option but, in, a, in a high-paced offense. But it's, so he it's should the, be better. The, I don't see the like the fit though, because I don't. Because I don't. Because Harden, I never did see the fit. Because, but but what team does he fit with? I don't know. If he goes to, there is no team he fits with then, until he changes his style of play. The Knicks. That's the same. <laughs> that's the same thing I'm gonna say for John Wall. There's no team in the NBA that he's a fit for until he learns that you're not the best player on the floor anymore. That's the same thing with Russ. It's the yeah, same thing that I mean, I've been saying with John Wall. I mean, man, these are grown, these are grown men out there, man. They getting paid. Some people, they feel like they the best on the team because, I mean, look at Russ. Look what he done did in the NBA. His resume, solid. So, I mean, he felt like he's still that number one dude on most teams, and he's not. He's not a top ten player. Uh Jeez. Oh, he's definitely he's not definitely top not top ten, top 10 players. He probably, no. in some people's eyes, he might be top fifteen. That's some people. I'm I'm not. I'm not. Going. I'm not giving him that no more either. I mean, I'm I'm, but, I'm tired of Russell. I'm tired of Russell Westbrook, and the whole reason why is I like I like the competitive nature. I like every player who goes out there and wants to be competitive. But when you do stupid stuff on the court. That de- that that's a detriment to your team. You get knocked down on my list. So, him, John Wall, they all getting the same treatment. Man, you ain't no no no. You ain't showing no love to the athletic point guards, bro. What's up with that, bro? Come on, bro. Which what I need? To, what, what am I showing? Bro, love they to? ain't no scrubs, bro. You acting like John Wall a scrub. I didn't. I never said he was a scrub. He's just not as good as he thinks he is. What? And what's that? First option on team. He would never nah, be a first nah, option nah, on teams. Nah, nah, nah. He, Ever. He, he could be a second. He, is good. He, he would be a good second, second option. He would be an okay second Man, option. As far as, like, it depends. Like, it depends on the fit. I feel like he would be a good second option. Like, to run the team. Because he can – like, he's a good point guard that can run a team. Like, somebody, like, before his injury, before the John Wall injury, and people were saying how they wanted to see KD go back home. That's something I would have wanted to see if he would have never got hurt. That's just me. I don't. I don't want to see that. I would have. I don't because it's the. It would have been the same for KD as playing with Russell Westbrook. No, it would not. 
That's too. Why not? It would, it would not have been because why not? Because John what, John Wall is not. What do they? John Wall is not that type of scorer. Westbrook is. How? Because he's not. Have you watched John Wall play? Bro, I guess watching. what he does. Guess what he does. He gets rebounds in transition. He's, if he can't get to the basket, guess what he's gonna do? Right. Pull up for that mid-range jumper he, that he can't make. The man actually passed. Like he's really he's a pass-first player. Westbrook is a score-first player. They two, that's two. They two different players. They're just, the same player. Just because they athletic and they fast, that don't that don't mean they the same. They're they the, have the same they're skill the, set. They're the same player. They take the same bad shots. <clears throat> they shoot the same percentage from the field. Neither one of them has developed their three-point shot. Just because they put up these double-double numbers or triple-double numbers, everybody thinks they're so good. No, when you actually break down their game, you will see that John Wall and Russell Westbrook, there's really no difference. If you switch the teams, they would do the same exact things on the same exact team. Russell Westbrook is going to pull up for those stupid jumpers when he should wait and set up his teammates and actually go for the 20 assists instead of trying to get 30 points. John Wall does the same exact thing. Shit. Instead of getting the ball at, to Bradley Beal so he can go off. At least the, you, at least the Wizards went out of the first round. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. When, before, they playing, the, they playing the in the weak East, like everybody said. Hey. They, playing, they playing in the weak Eastern Conference. So John Wall and Bradley Beal and Otto Porter should be enough to get you out of the first round So in the weak Eastern Conference. So weak, y'all boy, Kemba Walker can't even make it to the playoffs. Yeah, so weak when you got your second uh, best player being we, Jeremy Lamb. Here we go with this. But we, we, so like we, I we said, we're going to see what do with the Celtics. We're going to see. I mean, I think he's going to do good. I, guar- I guarantee you Kemba gets close to 25 points, seven assists this season. I mean, I had them as one of my winners in free agency on one of the old episodes we did. So I mean, I'm hoping. Nah, they, I'm hoping. Nah, they, they, I'm ain't hoping. No, they ain't no. They ain't no. They ain't no free agency winner. Let's let's get that. I feel like they are. But nah, they, that, they got. Well, they got too. We already. They got too many. That. They got too many other free agency winners for them to be a winner. Well, at the time, I felt like they were. That was like episode nah, two. They, they they actually a loser in free agency. I can't, bro. They just got. Never mind. We already talked about it, but. They they a loser. We are gonna leave it at that. Nope. Yeah. Nope. They a loser. I'm trying to Celtics fan. I'm trying to help y'all out because he always slandering the Celtics. He unslandered y'all ain't no, best ain't player. No, he, ain't no help. He unslandered ain't y'all no, best. Ain't player. no help. How how did they get better? Because I didn't say they got better. I said this this is this is what I'm saying. So how this, how can they be a winner they, if they didn't get better? They. This is what I'm saying. Kyrie Irving. They don't have Kyrie Irving for them to get. Another all-star type point guard, that's a win in itself. And how y'all say they had the same skill set. Okay. They got Enos Cancer, somebody who's better off physically than Horford. Horford is better defensively. No, nah, wait, 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 wait. No, no. No. He's not better than Al Horford offensively. Stop. In a in a post he is. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Hor- Horford is just a better mid-range shooter. No, he's not better than Horford at all. Let's leave that at that. Bro, Horford is thirty three years old, bro. It that man just good defensively. It does. It he doesn't can shoot matter. A mid range J, bro. And a post, bro. Ennis 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 Canter is not rebounding, bro. Hi, bro. Ennis Canter is not better than Al Horford in no aspect of the game. I bet he have a better day. year. I bet he have a better year. How? Al Horford no. was the Al Horford was the best player on the Celtics last year. I, what are you talking about, bro? Get off, bro. Get get off, bro. Please. Get so off, bro. so so it was Kyrie. I ain't saying nothing, bro. You tell me. So I ain't I'm, a, I'm nothing. asking. I'm nope, asking. I ain't so so Kyrie. So Kyrie had the better year. I ain't answering. 
I ain't answering, bro. Because Horford, no, because you, because you this, know the answer. Al Horford no, was the best player on the Celtics. This he is was. what I said. I said I bet Cancer have a better year than Horford. A better year now? Yeah, he should. Because you want to know why? Guess who? Guess who's the best players on the Celtics? Kimball Walker, Jason <clears throat> Tatum. Ain't no Jalen Brown and and Gordon Hayward ain't better than no no Ennis Cannon. But guess who the best players on the Sixers are? Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, all getting more touches than Al Horford. <clears throat> so, so how is he gonna have a better year than somebody oh, who's yeah. probably gonna be yeah, the the best the best low post option that a team has? Who? Who's the best low post option on the Celtics? Ennis Cannon. I, I, I was lost. I agree. I I, I, had, I wanted Pan and Tish to He's probably going to be the number three option. Al Horford is probably going to be number four or five. I mean, so why probably, his- probably, if you're going to go scoring options, it's probably, I mean, Ben Simmons not really. Ben Simmons is going to take more shots than he, Al Horford. He Let's gonna, just leave it at He's going to take more. He's going to take more shots, but. Well, more shots at the rim because he, he ain't gonna shoot. But. He's gonna take more shots. Period. Let's let's get that right, man. Let's get it right because this, this whole cause this, this turned into a Russ and Kimba thing, and I'm not agreeing with that, bro. Like I just can't. If you ask people on Twitter, is Russell Westbrook a top five point guard? They gonna say yes. Of course they will, but you want to know why? Because they're gonna see the triple double. It ain't. But I don't see the triple double. I actually. But see let's the, the let's ball. actually break down the game. Like I said, if you're gonna show up in the playoffs, you're the second best player on your team, and you're gonna shoot thirty six percent from the field, and you think you're about to get a vote of confidence from me as one of the top five point guards in the game? Hell no. Nah. But Kemba Walker ain't even in it in the, in the East week. Oh, but you but you gonna say he ain't had the, no help, how, so it's cool. Wait, it's cool. Wait, hold on. Nah, how was, so no. the so the East wait, so the East was weak, but the two best records in the NBA was in the East, and also the, the NBA champion was in the East. But the East was weak. Bro, you know how the, the champion in the East. Stop it, bro. Stop, bro. Did didn't Toronto win the championship? Bro, you being funny, man. I'm not even finna say that. I'm not I, even. I know the I know the Warriors was the best team when yeah. they're fully healthy. Everybody knows that. But outside yeah, of the, the Warriors, the, the Raptors outside won. outside the Raptors of the war, won. outside of the Warriors, who in the West is beating either Milwaukee or Toronto last year? Hold on, excuse me. Yes, who who in the West is beating Toronto or Milwaukee in a seven game series last year? Toronto or Milwaukee? Who's beating them outside of the, the fully healthy Warriors? Nobody. Hmm. Nobody, ain't nobody beating the the Raptors or the Bucks in a seven game series out of the West outside of the healthy Warriors. I mean, you can say the no. West. The West is deeper, though. The West is deeper. Of course, the West is deeper. Look at the look at the last couple of playoff teams in the East. It was Orlando and and uh, Detroit. Come on, bro. Come that's on, that's not, bad. That's, that's bad. That's but bad. That's bad. Look at the. Who's who's beating the two top teams? Like I said, who's beating them two out of the West last year? I feel like I ain't gonna say they would have won, but I feel like the Nuggets would have gave them a, a series. Would have gave who a series? They would have gave they would have gave both teams a series just because of their style of play. I ain't gonna say they would have won, no. but they would have gave them a series. There wouldn't have been no sweep. The same, 
the same the same way the the Raptors beat the uh, Warriors, that's that's what the final record would have been against the Nuggets. Now against the Bucks, maybe it would have been close. That's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. But the Bucks were still winning that series because they had the best player on the floor mm. by far. I mean, yeah, I, I, no, I, get, I get you that. Yeah, you, you, you ain't got no choice but to give me that. Because, There's no debate that the best player on the floor would have been Giannis. Easily. Yeah, just like the rap, when the Raptors and the Bucks played, and I said Kawhi was the better player on Twitter before the season started, but you tried to say Giannis. So I ain't even going to go there. Then you gonna say because of the injury? Nope, nope. Wait, no. You did go back? Go back to what I said. I said Giannis was the best player because Kawhi had missed the whole year. When when I see it, when I see it, then I'll give Kawhi his prize. I said it, and guess what? He 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 didn't have this great series that everybody thinks he had against the Bucks. He still let's 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 start at that. He's still a better player though. Yeah, I'll give him that. Right now, Giannis not even top five. No, Giannis not top five, but he's top seven. You act like that's a big drop off. He at seven. He at seven or he at six? He could be six or seven, whichever one you want to put him at. <clears throat> All right. But it's not a there's not a big drop off. And you forget Kawhi is twenty eight years old. That's, he's been that's, in this league. He's young. been in the finals. That's young. That's young. He that's young. That's young where? That's young. He's 28. That's young. Come on, bro. Where? That's that's prime. He in his prime, he's in his but prime. he's still young. 28 is young. That's not young. How old are you, bro? <laughs> I'm I'm 27. So, what are you talking so about? So you young, right? No, I'm not. I'm in my prime. Man, you're not old though. You in your prime. He's bro. He's 20. He's 28. He's young. He's 28. 28 and he young. has a he's 28 and he has a degenerative knee issue. That's what everybody don't want to talk about. He's not young. That's it. He's that, not young. That's he's young, in bro. his he's in his prime and his knee is breaking down on. Him. Oh my God. All right, bro. <laughs> okay, bro. Okay, bro. What? You you haven't read the stories? Yes, I've read the stories, bro. But I don't Okay, I don't, so how how much better how much better do you think Kawhi will get at twenty eight? He's not getting much better than he was on his playoff run. Just, That's the best Kawhi you're gonna get. I just said he was young. That's all I said. Yeah, he, he's he, not damn, young. He damn sure not old. He's not young. He's not old. He's in his prime. Giannis hasn't even got to his prime. He's 23. So shit. He's that's young. 28 young. 28 ain't young no more. That's prime, bro. 28 prime. It's still young. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. So so Clay Thompson is young then. How old is Clay Thompson? Clay Thompson is 29. 29. He in his prom. He that's young. How we, is that we, young that's, in the NBA? That, if you're talking NBA years, then he got that's miles. Not young. He got miles on his body. He's a he's a that's, veteran. He's in his prom. I'm talking about something totally different. You're talking about that's not thing. young. In the NBA, 28 is not young. And you forget that Kawhi. In his career, he's never played less than, I would say, 75 games in a year because he's always been in the playoffs. So that's mileage. Y'all want to bring the same thing up with LeBron. LeBron, every year he was in the playoffs after his third year at 21, from 21 to 28. If you want to say 28, LeBron was still young. This man had been to the playoffs every year since he was 21. I'm saying. He was putting miles on his body. So that's not the same thing. That's not young no more. Of age, that's young. NBA years. Age, age, 
in NBA years, that's not that, young. Of age, I'm saying of age, it's young. How many, man, we way over time. Me and Corey just talking about sports, man. Uh, next episode, hey, if you want to be a guest on the show, man, just hit us up on Twitter, man. You can hit me up, Michael underscore Chapman. Hit Corey up, man. Just enjoy this underscore. You can hit him up, or you can hit up the podcast page, R Sports Talk underscore. Uh, hit any one of us up. Let us know you want to get on the podcast. We'll try to get you. If y'all have some questions that y'all would like us to answer, go ahead and let us know, man. But, Corey, man, I'm going to let you go ahead and close this thing out this week, man. Go ahead and do it. Yeah, man. Like like my boy Michael said, you know, pretty much everything he said. Uh, like, I, Follow me on Twitter. Just enjoy this. Two underscores. Uh, hit me up if you want to be on the show. DM me or whatever. Uh, you know, just tune in. Like I said, we, we just we just vibing. We just talking real sports talk, raw and uncut, man. We just talking. But uh, yeah, man, we finna get that. We finna get out of here. You know, R.I.P. My boy Nipsey. I holler at y'all. All right, man. Peace out, man. Y'all have a good one. Uh,